Greetings in Jesus' name. The message you are about to listen to is brought to you from Impact Church, located along Parker Road at Polvi House, third floor, Westlands, Nairobi. Our vision is to be a church for those tired of business as usual. You can contact us on plus 254-710-640-240. For further details, visit our social media pages, Impact Church KE1. The kingdom of God is not a matter of words, but power. Welcome to a life transforming message. And washed in his blood. Um, the topic today that uh, we are going to share is in, in Revelations chapter 3 and verse 15. That is where I got my theme for that day. And I want us to to get into the passion version. That is where I, I got that word. Give me a moment. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God for his mercy. We thank God for his word. We thank God for his faithfulness towards us. Hallelujah. So, I, I, passion, the passion version. Um, someone doesn't know the passion version? Okay. Let me just project it for you. Okay, read it for you. The Passion Bible version, I mean, the Passion, the Passion version. It brings out what I want to say this afternoon. This is what it says. I know all that you do, and I know that you are neither frozen in apathy or fervent with passion. How I wish you were either or the other. But because you are neither cold or hot, but lukewarm, I'm about to spit you from my mouth. I, we shall go up to verse 18. Yet you are cruelness that you are miserable, poor, blind, barren, and naked. So I counsel you to purchase gold perfected by fire so that you can truly you, so that you can be truly rich purchase a white garment to cover and clothe your shameful Adam nakedness purchase eye ointment to be placed over your eyes so that you can truly see all all those I dare, sorry, I dare love, I unmask and train. So repent and be eager to pursue what is right. Hallelujah. But my emphasis is more on verse 15. Verse 15. And it says, I know all that you do. That you are neither frozen in apathy or fervent with passion. How I wish you were either or the other. 
either one or the other. Hallelujah. But because you are neither cold or hot, but lukewarm, I'm about to spit you from my mouth. That is the Lord saying. Um, I wanted us to understand today's, today's theme, and I tried to define a few keywords. Hallelujah. Dennis, you can help me with the passion version. You've not seen it? Okay, no problem. I'll use my phone. Um, I tried to define and try to help us understand what does it mean to be frozen in apathy. A person who is frozen in apathy is that person who, lack, who lacks motivation to do anything. They have a just-don't-care attitude. They don't want to know what is going on around them. Have you found yourself in such a state? We all find ourselves in that state. Amen. And someone who, has a f who is fervent with passion is one who shows strong feelings about something and is very sincere. A person who is fervent is one who is excited for something and who is, I, I don't know, who has the zeal, the strength to do something. And here in the Bible, the Bible tells us that God desires for us either to be frozen, hmm? you have to choose to either be frozen in apathy or fervent, fervent with passion. But I believe we as born again Christians, we are supposed to be fervent with passion. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, are we together? Uh, I tried to def define, to find out the, the definition of fervent because we have young children between, in our midst, isn't it? And some of us also, we may not really get the thing. But fervent means to grow, to burn, to be very hot. Hallelujah. That is what God requires us to be. Are you very hot? You are either hot or cold. He does not want us to be lukewarm. Check your life where you have been lukewarm. I've, I've tried to define for you the, the, the keywords here in that scripture. Um, verse, verse 15 of the Passion Version. It says, you, you, I know that you are neither frozen in apathy or fervent with passion. And may God help us in such times that we will be fervent with passion. Hallelujah. We will be fervent with passion. In the book of Romans, uh, chapter 12 and verse 11, I will still, I will still, we will still use that passion version, though we can use King James and the, and, the message, and the message Bible. You know, and for me, when I'm studying the Bible, I go into different versions to really understand, because different versions bring out things differently. In Romans chapter 12 and verse 11, this is what the Bible says. Let's use the King James Version. This is what it says. 12, 11. Rejoicing in hope, patient. Is that what I'm reading? No, no, no. Okay. Not scornful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Hallelujah. But let's go to the Passion Version. What does it say? Because it, there is a way that different versions bring out the word very differently. This is what the Passion says. Be 
enthusiastic to serve the Lord. Keep your passion towards him, boiling hot, radiant with the glow of the Holy Spirit. And let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. Hallelujah. That is the desire of our God. God desires that we will be boiling hot. Amen. That our hearts will be filled with excitement as we serve him. Have you lost your excitement? Most especially in these times. Have you lost your excitement? Has the excitement for the Lord gone down? Has it gone down? If it has gone down, today I pray that you listen to what the Spirit has to say to us. Hallelujah. Because it is the desire of God that we will be radiant with the glory of the Holy Spirit. And we will let him fill us with excitement as we serve him. We are created to serve the Lord. We are created to worship. But it is not enough. It is not enough. There should be excitement within you. Hallelujah. There should be excitement. And we will see that as we get deeper and deeper and deeper, that it is God's desire that as he comes, as we grow towards the the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, he will find us radiant hot. Hallelujah. He will find us in the faith. Amen? And you cannot say that you are in the faith when you are not excited in serving the, the Lord. Hallelujah. I will, I, will, I will keep referring to my notes since I forgot my Bible. Um, one of the biggest threats of the kingdom of God are Christians who are losing their passion the passion for the kingdom. They have become lukewarm. That is the biggest danger to the kingdom of God. The Bible tells us that the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Do you know someone who is violent is someone who does not care, who is excited in serving the Lord, who cannot be pushed back, who cannot give excuses. And if you have found yourself in these seasons giving excuses in serving the Lord, check your passion. Check your passion. Check your fervence for the Lord. Hallelujah. And we will discover that the enemy's goal is to dull, to make your passion dull. You know, you start taking the things of God casual. You know, you come in God's presence with, with a lot of casualty, you know. And yet in the Bible, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, God desires us to be fervent. Hallelujah. He warned the children of Israel not to be casual in his presence. Hallelujah. And may God help us because as we get closer to the end of age, the Bible says, the faith of many shall grow cold. Hallelujah. May we not lose the passion for Jehovah. Are you either frozen in apathy or fervent with passion? You know yourself. You know your heart. May the Spirit of God help you understand. Amen. I'll continue, but before we continue, I want us to check this Romans. Um, Romans chapter 12. And this time, let's check out the message version. What does it say? This is what it says. Do not burn out. Hallelujah. Keep yourself fueled and aflame. 
Hallelujah. You know the, the message Bible has three three verses in a in a it's, it's like it groups three three verses. But this is what it says. I'll read from eleven to thirteen, Romans twelve in the message version. Do not burn out, keep yourself fueled and aframe. Be alert, servants of the master, cheerfully expectant. Don't quit in hard times. Pray all the harder. Help the needy Christians and be in inventive in hospitality. Hallelujah. That is the instruction of God. Why? Because he wants us to be boiling hot. Hallelujah. You have to be boiling hot. Boiling, boiling. Have you ever gone near a saucepan that is boiling? It is really boiling. Before even you touch, you can feel the steam is getting to you. That is how we are required to be. We are supposed to be boiling. That the people that come closer to us, they will feel the heat. Not just the heat of the world, but the heat of, of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. May God help us. May God help us that we shall be fervent with passion. Hallelujah. And may God grant us the grace that we will stay fervent to the very end until he comes. Because many, the Bible warns us that many will grow cold. Amen. I want us to go into a few things that I noted down that will help us stay fervent with passion. Remember, a person who is fervent is a person who has the motivation, yeah? who has the zeal, the enthusiasm, to serve Jehovah. Amen. So it is up to you to check yourself because in this journey of salvation, the Bible says to watch that we may not do what? Fall into temptation. Hallelujah. And this is what the Bible tells us. In the book of uh, Jeremiah 33, no, let's first start with Jeremiah 23 and verse 29. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 23 and verse 29. Jeremiah 23 and verse 29. This is what it says. Okay. Isn't my word, isn't my message like fire? God is decree. Isn't it like a streg hammer bursting a rock? I want you to give it to me in the King James Version. The King James Version. The King James Version. Hallelujah. This is what it says. Isn't not my word like as fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks... The, the rock into pieces. Hallelujah. The word of God is like fire. Amen. That, that is how Jeremiah described the word of God. And one of the things that will help us stay fervent with passion is the word of God. Hallelujah. The first thing is the word of God. The word of God is our foundation. The word of God is the, the best. Hallelujah. If you are not Having the word of God, if you have slackened in reading the word of God, just put yourself in that state of being frozen in apathy. Amen. Because the word of God is fire. 
Hallelujah. What will keep our spiritual lives hot is the constant intake of the word of God. Hallelujah. Have you read your Bible this week? Have you read your Bible? Just check yourself. Have you read your Bible? How often are you reading the word of God? Is it something that you're taking casually? Is it something that you, you just carry or you look at and say, ah, I'll read when I have time. I'll read. I am busy. If you are in that state, just know that you are frozen in apathy. That you, the things of God, as you are looking at them as casually. Hallelujah. You are taking God casually, oh Jehovah. May God help us. May God help us. One of the things that you will know that you have frozen in apathy is when you lack the desire to study, to memorize, to follow, to obey, to read the word of God. Hallelujah. When you are in that state, if you have not even read your Bible this week, just know the Spirit of God is communicating to you. For you to stay with passion to serve Jehovah, you have to go back to his word. Amen? Hallelujah. Um, I noted down something here, that one of the clearest evidence that a believer is truly on fire for Jesus Christ is his or her undeniable, unquenchable appetite for the Bible, for the word of God. How is your appetite for his word? If your appetite is going low, my dear sister, my dear brother, that is not good. God wants us to be fervent with passion. And the only way you will become on fire is when you study his word. We have read in Jeremiah that the word of God is like fire. And let me tell you, as you take in the word of God, there are certain things that will burn in your life that are not supposed to be in your life. There are certain things that will live. Why? Because the word of God is like fire. It's like a hammer that breaks the yoke. There are places in our lives where we are so hardened. But as we take in the word of God, amen, they will break into pieces. It is not your doing. The word of God is 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 itself on itself you can depend on it hallelujah the word of god cannot need any man to do a work in your life it is on itself hallelujah and we will discover that the word of god is christ himself when he comes in your life you can't remain the same amen um i want us to open psalm 119 i know this is a psalm that we all know but it's not, it's not bad to go back and know what it says. And I really enjoy when I go back to the word of God because there is a different, there is a, there is a, a new revelation that you get when you go back and read the same scripture. Hallelujah. The word of God does not grow old. It is always new every day. Hallelujah. This is what it says. Um, I want you to give it to me in uh, okay the NL uh, new tra new living translation. If you can, please. Let me read it. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet 
and a light for my path. Hallelujah. Your word, your word. Hallelujah. The word of God is a lamp to guide our feet and a light for our path. If you are not reading the word of God, my dear, there is danger. There is danger. The guidance is missing in your life. The light in this dark world will grow dim. Amen. There is a scripture that I love very much when I'm praying. It says, in your light, I shall see light. Amen. Where do we get the light? The light of God is in his word. When the Bible says, your light, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light for my path. As you study his word, you will get light. You, your path will get, be enlightened. And in, as your path is enlightened, you will see light to where you're going. You will have light in that situation that is, is getting dark. All those situations that seem dark. Hallelujah. I want to go a little bit fast. This time, because I see I'm now half past, yet I have to, to get into some deeper things. Hallelujah. Um, the, in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 1, the Bible says, Moses told the people and gave them instructions. And he reminded them that every word that God was to tell them, they were to follow. Outside that, they would face destruction. And do you know that God has not changed? Hallelujah. God has not changed. We have to follow his word. Outside his word, there is destruction. Let no one deceive you. Outside God's word, there is destruction. God's word has to be taken passionately. Hallelujah. You have to have that appetite for his word that when you need guidance, he will re reveal the guidance to you. When you need light in that path, the light will be there. Hallelujah. I want us to, to understand that in the times where we are, just like in the book of Samuel, the Bible tells us the word of God was very rare. Hallelujah. And you know we are moving in times when the word of God will be very rare. And it is very paramount for you to get the appetite for the word. Appetite for the word. Get those moments where you sit down and say, Lord, speak to me. Speak to my situation. And, and let me tell you, last year I, I, going, I got into a journey of reading the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. And I've started again. But every book in the Bible there is something that God has for you. Don't just say, I'm going to just read the New Testament. I'm just going to read Proverbs. I'm just going to read Psalms. No. The word of God is able to transform your life from Genesis to Revelation. Hallelujah. So may you determine to study the word of God. Before I move on to, to that, um, to, from that point, I want us to just open John 15, John 15, verse 3, John, the book of John 15, verse 3. This is what it says. You have been, you have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. There is a, a version which says, by my word, 
Hallelujah. By my word, you have been purified and pruned. Hallelujah. When we are determined, when we become intentional to study the word of God, let me tell you there is some pruning that will happen. There is some pruning. There is some purification that will take place. Why? It is by the word of God. So I want us to make up our minds if we are going to be fervent with passion to choose. It is a decision to get into the word. Hallelujah. The second point that I want us to note is prayer. Hallelujah. Prayer. You cannot say that you are going to save fervent with passion when you don't pray. Brethren, we are getting into a season where people are taking prayer for granted. Hallelujah. May God help us. May God help us. Please don't do that. May God help us. Hallelujah. That we will not take prayer casually. Amen. Get into that secret place and bow. I love that song. I bow. Things happen. Hmm? I understand better now when I'm on my knees. I can see clearly when I'm on my knees. Do you know in the times where we are, for you to see clearly, you have to be on your knees. For you to understand clearly, choose to be on your knees. Hallelujah. We will see in the book of Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse 3. This is what it says. Call unto me and I will answer thee. And I will show you great and mighty things that you know not. Hallelujah. You know, for you to see clearly, there should be someone to show you. There are certain things that you have to see. Hallelujah. Even in the times where we are right now, there are some people who are blind. Huh? The Bible says, warns us about being spiritually blind. Huh? And you know, for us to be awakened in the spirit, we have to be able to pray. Remember the first, the first foundation was what? The word of God. And you know, some, I heard some man of God say, that you know, you can choose to be in the word and you become like a philosopher of the word. You know, you just read, read, read. Have you seen religious people? They read, they read, they read, they read, they read. But you, you fail to pray. But you can never start praying and forget the word of God. Why? Because the Bible says he watches his word to perform it. So as you go on your knees to see clearly, to understand clearly, it is his word that he will reveal to you, that you are able to be guided, that you are able to be enlightened in that path, that you are able to gain wisdom, that you are able to stand. Remember, we have to be fervent with passion. Hallelujah. But you cannot be fervent with passion when you're not praying. Has your prayer life gone down? Just know there is a way you are frozen in apathy. Remember that verse? Frozen in apathy of fervent with passion. Hallelujah. Check yourself because the Bible tells us God does not want us to be lukewarm. He's about to spit us. He's about to spit us out of his mouth. Let, let it not be for any of you to be spit out of the mouth of God. Hallelujah. Because it is, you know, when someone starts spitting, it is gross, isn't it? 
You can't, you don't want to look at spit. So imagine if you become lukewarm and God spits you out of his mouth. It is really not good. Hallelujah. May God help us. And as you choose to know that he's a God who answers when we pray, you will be boiling hot in his presence. You'll be boiling hot when you come and you bow down to call upon his name. Hallelujah. In the book, in the book of Acts chapter 12, you will know that the apostles, the apostles, amen, the apostles were so determined to seek him. They were so determined to understand that when they call upon Jehovah, he answers. And one of the things that is making us frozen in apathy is the failure to understand that when we call, he hears. Eh? When we seek, we find him. When we knock, the door is opened. When we call, eh? the Bible says, when, when, you, when, when you knock, the door shall be opened. When you seek, you will find. When, when you ask, you shall receive. Hallelujah. May God quicken us to be on our knees. If we are going to be passionate, if we are going to be zealous in serving him, if we are going to keep the fire boiling within us, we have to be on, on our knees. Hallelujah. I know there are people who are called to intercede and have been in that place, but there is a place which every one of you have to get in. In that place, the Bible says, come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and grace in the time of need. It is not someone to, God, God has people to pray. You know, we, are, we have so many people who are praying, but there is a place, there is a place where you have to say, God, I have to come boldly. Why? The curtain was torn. Every one of us has the mandate to pray. Hallelujah. You have the mandate to pray. Why? Because you have to obtain grace and mercy in the time of need. And you know the time of need is there. It comes in every season. It comes for, to every believer. It comes to every brother and sister. It comes to every pastor and, you know, and congregant. The time of need is there. Let no one lie to you that the pastor has no time of need. It comes to the prophet. It comes to the teacher. It comes to the evangelist. There is a time of need. Hallelujah. It comes to a person who has not believed God. There is a time of need to that sick person, to that one who is seemingly healthy. There is a time of need. And the Bible tells us, reminds us, that we should come boldly, boldly. So because you are commanded, because we are instructed, because we are challenged to come boldly, we have to come to the place that we will choose to be fervent with passion as we serve him we will know that it is in that place of prayer as we bow on our knees to understand better that we will serve him better to understand as we see clearly we will serve him better when you see clearly what God is instructing you to do you will serve him better when you're on your knees and you understand better what he's telling you to do you are going to serve him better Hallelujah. What is letting us down are the Christians who are just settling or frozen in apathy. 
Hallelujah. May God help us. I, I defined to you the, that, that person who is frozen in apathy. The person who does not want to care. I don't care what is going on. The person who is not motivated. Uh, it's like you are forced to serve God. Hallelujah. May it not be your portion. Why? Because God wants you boiling hot. Hallelujah. You have to be boiling and boiling hot. Amen? Otherwise, you'll be spit out of his mouth. When you see the apostles, the, 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 the believers in the early church, there were people who were fervent in them with passion. No wonder the gospel was able to go to the ends of the world. It did not remain in their circle. And let me tell you, unless we choose to pray, we are going to be limited in serving him. We are going to be limited because it is in the place of prayer that you gain the strength. It is in the place of prayer that your passion is ignited. It is in the place of prayer that you are revived. It is in that place when you bow on your knees that you will see what God wants you to do. That you will have the, I don't know how even to define it. But as you get in that place, your confidence to serve him will be better. It is in that place of prayer. Hallelujah. And, and the Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 17, what does it say? Um, hallelujah. Prayer is very key. Prayer is key. How often have you prayed this week? For how long have you prayed? Have you been casual in your Christian work? Check your prayer life. Check your prayer life. Is your prayer life going down? Are you feeling weak even to bow on your knees? Are you dozing? You know, there are times when people, when it is time for prayer, they doze. Or you just keep quiet. Please, prayer is prayer. I know there are prayers that we can say when we are. You know, you go. there is a place I went to in Kibera to visit someone. And immediately the Spirit of God quickened me to pray. I was not speaking. But my thoughts were praying. I was saying, God, 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 show up, show up, show up. Deliver, deliver, deliver these people. And as she began revealing the place, what she was going through, and what was happening around them, I realized that's the reason why the Spirit of God was quickening me to pray. Because there was a lot of immorality. In fact, the place where she was, it's like people are bringing in, even during the day, prostitutes coming in, coming, going out. And I knew that was the cry that a father had for that place. So for us to be fervent with, with passion, we've got to pray. Hallelujah. Determine to pray. Choose to pray. Make time to pray. Be intentional. Hallelujah. Choose an hour to go before Jehovah. Why? Because you need grace and mercy in the time of need. Hallelujah. And the time of need differs from person to person. So don't say, there are people praying for me. Yes, they are praying, but there is that time of need. And the instruction is, go boldly. Hallelujah. That you may obtain mercy and grace in the time of need. This is what it says. Never stop praying. That is the, that is what? The NLT, the New Living Translation. 
but this is what the passion version. Thank you so much. If this is what I wanted. I usually enjoy this when I'm studying the word. Uh, the passion says, make your life a prayer. Hallelujah. Make your life a prayer. That is an instruction. And the message says, pray all the time. Hallelujah. Are you slackened in prayer? There is a wake-up call. Hallelujah. There is a wake-up call. What does the Amplified say? Because today, I just, <laughs> I'm just enjoying. I'm just enjoying myself. Allow me to enjoy myself. Because this week, there is a way God was dealing with me. And I said, God, I surrender. I remember I asked Sister Annabelle to preach. And I was running away from the altar, <laughs> from the pulpit. So I, she told me, uh, Pastor, give me some time. I'll talk to you tomorrow in the evening. So I was saying, God, I pray she, she says yes. I pray she says yes. So in that, in that moment, the next day she tells me, Ah, Pastor, I'm so weak. I'll not be able to preach. I'm sick. Here the Spirit of God told me, What are you doing? So I went back. In fact, that morning, I remember it was a Thursday morning. I woke up early and I was praying, repenting, asking God to forgive me. Where I've, you know, trying to 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 dodge, if I can say simple English, to dodge the instruction. And some of us, we are in that place where we are dodging the instructions God has given us. So I asked God, give me a word that it shall be in season. And as I started, started studying, the Bible told, the, the, the Spirit of God started giving me instructions, instructions where I found myself, I'm not speaking to you now that I've reached you know, I've not reached because I was also rebuked. You know, I was rebuked as trying to, to dodge. <laughs> Hallelujah. But here I am, Father, I surrender. So this is what the Amplified says in verse 17. Be unceasing and persistent in prayer. Huh? It's not enough for you to make your life a prayer. But there is need for persistence. There is need for unceasing. Hallelujah. It's not enough for you to just pray all the time. You have to persevere in prayer. So ask yourself, have you been praying for something? And now you are frozen in apathy. You are saying, ah, it seems that thing will, I don't know when it will go. I don't know when it will happen. Wake up. Hallelujah. Arise. Hallelujah. Be revived once more and understand that God wants you to be fervent with passion. And the second thing, I mean, the first thing is the word. The second thing is prayer. Let me go back. Um, before I go to the third thing, let me, let me try to, to, to widen our scope of prayer. Hallelujah. Many times we say we are praying. And all the prayer is on yourself. May God have mercy upon us. The Bible tells us to make petitions and supplications. Hallelujah. And thanksgiving. And we are commanded in God's word to pray that his will may be done. Hallelujah. That is in the Lord's prayer. So don't be limited. Don't say, I cannot pray. I have no words. No. 
get into the word of God and discover how to pray better. The Bible tells us to pray for provision, to pray that we'll be delivered from evil, to pray for those that wrong us, to pray for our spiritual leaders, to pray for our government leaders. You know, I'm enlarging your scope because when you will get to yourself, you would say, I've prayed for myself. What more to pray? There is a lot to pray for. So that's why the Bible has told us to make your life a prayer. Hallelujah. To pray for those who are in authority. Why? In order to live a peaceful life. Hallelujah. Is your life in danger? Pray for those who are in authority. At your place of work. In the residence where you are. In, 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 in that community where God has positioned you. Pray for those who are in authority. Why? Because you need to live a peaceful life. Hallelujah. I'm helping you understand that you can make your life a prayer. You can pray persistently and unceasing. Why? Because it will help you be fervent with passion. Hallelujah. We are supposed to pray for the, the preachers of the gospel. Hallelujah. I know the pastor has gone to, to, for a mission. We are supposed to pray for him. But we are also supposed to pray for the preachers of the gospel. Hallelujah. Because many times when we are frozen in apathy, we get into a state of criticizing, murmuring, complaining, grumbling, unthankfulness. But when you choose to pray, when you determine to pray, when you bow your knees, oh Lord, you will understand better that those who have gone to preach the gospel, it is not by power, it's not by mighty, but it's by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. The Bible commands us to pray for those to open for the gospel. Hallelujah. Do you know there are people that are praying, God, make a way for me. I want to go to Kenya to proclaim the word of God. So if you choose to pray, if you choose to be fervent with passion, you are in that state of praying for those people. And you know God will open a way for them. I remember before my husband left, we were praying. You know, it is, these are not times that are easy. So first of all, my heart was, was a little bit hardened towards his going. And later on, as we started praying, I felt peace, peace. But that peace has to be maintained with prayer. You know, in the place of prayer, you get the peace of God because the Spirit of God releases peace, releases power, releases revelation, releases the grace to intercede even beyond your expectation. So the first day uh, on Saturday, uh, I think Saturday, Saturday was yesterday. On Friday was their first, uh, first day for them to minister. And he, he told me that we are in a fast. So I, 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 I know, I know before he went, he was in a fast on liquids. So I would imagine what is happening. So I, I told my, 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 myself, God quicken my spirit to be on my knees. So that uh, Saturday, the, day, um, the night to Saturday, Saturday was yesterday, yeah, the night to Saturday, I was waking up late, uh, early in the morning at around four, and I was busy praying, praying, praying. Uh, 
you know you 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 start praying in the spirit and as immediately the spirit of god takes you to that place and as praying for honduras father i pray for the men for the women for the children i pray for the pastors for for the hosts i pray for for the the place where they are i pray for 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 strength i pray for grace you know what i spent like an hour not praying for myself not praying for my state but just praying and as i prayed i was praying and repenting and going deeper and deeper so when it was coming to six i imagine i have spent long without sleeping because i'd slept late so i said god i think i need to to commission to commit that day the gate of this day before you as i i looked at my phone to see is it six i to command the day to command the day i i i was taken back to pray for them to pray for them because he said this is the first day of the crusade we need god to intervene we need his presence so as i prayed as as i ended my time of prayer i i was taken back to get into the word of god and i saw a a, a message a, a message that we've just come back from the crusade and i'm very tired so i said let me leave the man of god to rest hallelujah i will talk to him later so <laughs> but in the in the in the in the later in a day he he mentions that do you know today was in a, on another level it was on another level the spirit of god moved people got saved people were delivered and i i, I was reminded the time when the spirit of god woke me up so when you are on your knees you can see clearly you can understand clearly i would have chosen to sleep remember i slept late i was still trying to study the word trying to prepare for sunday but i said eh, this sleep has really gone the sleep went the time i left my room was at 10 and i saying god i've never got this grace this is not me and i was even telling the children i'm feeling strong but i knew it was from that place of prayer may god help us may god help us but we have to understand you give me some few minutes i have to finish these things hallelujah you have to understand that we are called to pray so don't limit the spirit of god by just praying for yourself your family and your 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 relatives hallelujah widen widen the scope hallelujah we are supposed to pray for those who are physically sick and the times where we are the sick people are many some are not even in the hospitals they are in their homes pray let god quicken you to pray why that person it is their time of need and maybe they are not able to cry out to god but they need grace and they need mercy so stand in that place to pray for them hallelujah pray for those that are living in sin pray that god will draw them to himself and the bible commands us to pray for israel to be saved hallelujah how often have you prayed for israel how often you know some of the instructions we get in the word of god God is is looking upon his word to perform it. Maybe you're the one delaying the salvation of the nation of Israel. So may God quicken you to pray. You may say, "Yeah, I don't I've never even known what Israel is. I don't know. I don't know that nation." No, you just say, "God, I pray for the salvation of Israel." 
Hallelujah. That the eyes of men and women and children will be open to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. That is a prayer. Hallelujah. As you get to understand, why are you praying for Israel on your knees? The Spirit of God will widen you, will help you gain understanding in the place of prayer. Hallelujah. The Bible commands us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Do you know in the times where we are, there has been a lot of attacks on the city of Jerusalem. And the church is frozen in apathy. They have, you know, I, 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 def I define to you the, the, the definition of frozen in apathy. You, have, you are not motivated. You have an I don't care attitude. You don't want to be concerned with what is going on. And many Christians are like that. You are not concerned on what is going on. But the Bible commands us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. To pray for the salvation of Israel. So why then? Widen your prayer huh? scope, is it? Widen it. Understand that you are, if you are to be fervent with passion, you've got to pray. It is a choice. Yesterday, one of my daughters came and told me, Mommy, pray for me. I have bad dreams. I can't sleep. I told her, you know what? Yes, we have prayed. But can you now open your mouth and pray? Hallelujah. You know, there has to be a time when you have to understand that a time of need, I can't be in a time of need for my child. I have a place where I will intercede, but a time of need for my child, they have to gain the boldness. The boldness is not just for old people. The boldness is for every Christian, to, for everyone who has gotten the ability to understand who God is. You have the boldness to go. Is there a place of intercession? Yes, it is there. But yet the responsibility for every believer, for every Christian, still stands. Hallelujah. Prayer is not just communing with God from your heart, but it's collaborating with God to accomplish what he wants to do in a different season, in a given season. Hallelujah. How often are you collaborating with God for your community, for your family, for your life, for that place of work? Are you collaborating with him? Or you're just saying, oh, I'll just pray. If the rest are not praying, it is up to them. No. Get into that place where you are going to work with God. Hallelujah. To accomplish what he wants to accomplish in that place. For you to stay boiling for him, for you to become what he wants you to become, be in that place of prayer. Hallelujah. Let me rush to the third one very fast. <laughs> How will I be able to finish? Anyway, the grace is sufficient. Hallelujah. There is a verse that I want in, I enjoy in, in um, Psalm 119 and verse 89. It says, um, I think that is something that you have to understand as you pray. And as you study the word of God, that the word of God concerning your life is forever settled in heaven. So as you are on your knees and God is communicating and God is instructing you, that word is already established. It is not changing. Hallelujah. That's where you have to gain the confidence to approach the throne of grace. 
Hallelujah. The third thing that I want us to know, for us to gain the fervency in, in, with passion or the fervency in God as we serve him, we have to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I love that prayer. Ha, that prayer that we always pray at the end of the prayers or the end of the service. That the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, I think and verse and verse 14. Um, allow me to open there because the more we open the word, I think that that is the, the secret. The more you desire, when you you desire the word, you can't just say, ah, yeah, that scripture I know. I know, I know what it says. I don't even have to open there. I know it. My dear, open there. Um Second Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 14, it says, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You know, when you understand the dimension or the ministry of the Holy Spirit, you will stay fervent with passion. Why? Because it's not by power. My dear sisters and brothers, it's not by mighty. It is by the spirit of God to, for you to have the fervency to serve the Lord. It is by the spirit of God. Hallelujah. If you have not fellowshiped, communed, befriended, I, I don't know, getting, gotten into intimacy with the Holy Spirit, you are going to struggle. You are going to get a burnout. You remember the Passion Version? It says, do not burn out. You are going to burn out. As you serve him, you are going to burn out. You are going to feel like you can't continue. Yet, if you yield to the Holy Spirit and get into fellowship with him, you will have the passion. You will have the passion. Hallelujah. And this is the secret of the early church. The Bible tells me they remained in that secret place that Jesus had commanded them to remain. Why? Because they needed to be endued with power. Hallelujah. Power of the Holy Spirit gives you the fervency with passion. Hallelujah. You're able to go beyond yourself. You're able to go in places that you will not have gone. Why? Because there is a passion within you. You are boiling for him. You cannot be pushed back. You are, you are, you are determined. You are persistent. Hallelujah. You cannot let go. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is empowering you to go an extra mile. Hallelujah. In the book of John, Please forgive me. I will push you a little bit. Hallelujah. Please just, just bask in his presence for once. Hallelujah. There is a cup of tea. There is some bite in case you feel uh, that atmosphere is getting. <laughs> there is something. But let us bask. Let us have this appetite for the word. Hallelujah. In the book of John chapter 15 and verse 26, this is what it says. John, if you can open there, please. Yeah. Thank you. And I will send you the divine encourager from the very presence of my Father. He will come to you, the spirit of truth, emanating from the Father, and he will speak to you about me. And that is the passion. 
can you help me with them? Okay, let me first read the message. <laughs> Today I've made my work so easy. Um, when a friend I, pa- I plan to send you from the Father comes, the spirit of truth, issuing from the Father, he will confirm everything about me. Hallelujah. The spirit of God comes to confirm. The spirit of God comes to speak to us about God. Hallelujah. Are you serving man? No. You are serving God. So you have to know what God is instructing you to do. You have to know what his heart is concerning that assignment he has given you. And you know, the best person to get it from is the spirit of God. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes to encourage us. That is why we have to have the fervence with passion. Hallelujah. We have to be fervent with passion. Why? Because the Spirit of God will come to encourage you. Please, there is still room for you. Gain. Stay a little bit longer in his presence. There is still room for you. You need wisdom here. Don't rush. Stay back. Allow me to complete what I've started. That is the Spirit of God. He will come to encourage you. To some, he will come to counsel you. To some, he will come to help you. To some, he will come to instruct you. So if we are going to be fervent with passion, we have to be in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. So ask yourself, have you neglected the person of the Holy Spirit? Because he's a person. If you neglect him, he will not force his way into your life. You have to be able to fellowship, to fellowship with him. Remember that prayer, the, the love of God and the grace of Jesus Christ. As you experience the love, as you ex- experience the grace of, of our Lord Jesus Christ, you have to remember to stay in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Stay in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Stay in fellowship. If you are going to be passionate to the very end, if you are going to have faith to the very end, you have to stay in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us that he comes to testify of who God is. Hallelujah. He will come to testify of who God is in your life. So that's why you have to stay in fellowship with him. If you are not in fellowship, he will not disturb you. Hallelujah. So as a believer, as a, as a, as a, as a, as a born again, as a child of God, for you to remain fervent with passion, you have to stay in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And let me tell you, these men and women in the early church, they did so. They stayed there. They did not leave. Hallelujah. They stayed and they were endued with power from on high. Hallelujah. And they were able to speak about Christ and about the Father because the Spirit of God will commune with them and tell them exactly what the Father's heart was. And that is what we want. We want that in such times where we are. The world has changed. Hallelujah. Um, Pastor was telling me that the, the travel, the travel has changed. And you will all testify, isn't it? It is not easy to travel. It is hard. Hallelujah. But in such times, you need the Holy Spirit 
to testify of who God is as you travel. What is God doing? He is guiding you. He has gone before you like a mighty, terrible one. He's, he's with you up to the ends of the world. My dear, if you don't know how to fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you will froze. You will get frozen in apathy. You will say, ah, I don't care. Whatever is going on in the world, I'll stay here. I will not mind, you know? <laughs> you know? Because you will have an attitude. But when you fellowship with the Spirit of God, you'll be fervent. Um, before I get to, to the fourth, fourth one, I want us to just look at Ezekiel chapter 26 and verse 27. Um, such that we get into the fourth, the fourth one. Hallelujah. Please, just give me some time. I, I beg, I beg, whoa, I beg, whoa. <laughs> give me some time that I, 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 I give you what I feel we have to, to, to eat today. I don't know, maybe I, I missed out the scripture, but let me see. Maybe it is verse 17. We don't have 20. We don't have 27. I think it's 17. Hey, I don't know why I left my Bible. Hallelujah. I'll, 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 get, I'll give you that one next week. Hallelujah. I, I missed it out somehow. But let's just open 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse, and verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11, sorry. This is what it says. No one can know the a person's thoughts except the person's own spirit. No one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. Do you know that God also thinks? God has thoughts. Hallelujah. There is, uh, I, I really loved the good news. The Bible says, I have good thoughts for you, plans for you, plans of the future that we hope for. You know the good news version. But God thinks about you. And for you to understand the thoughts of God about your life, you have to stay in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. In order to be fervent with passion. Let me rush to the, um, to the, to the, to the what? <laughs> to the fourth one. This you, you tell pastor that that one kept us even beyond lunchtime. Hallelujah. Another thing that we have to look at if we are going to stay fervent with passion is we have to determine to praise and worship Jehovah. Hallelujah. Don't say, ah, I'm not in praise and worship team. I don't know how to sing. I don't know how to sing. No. Hallelujah. Determined to praise and worship. The day I got a revelation of praise, of worship, my life changed. Hallelujah. Do you know that praise is, is, a, is, 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 a, is a spiritual warfare? Do you know? So when you are commanded to praise God, just know that you are engaging on, in battle. Hallelujah. You are engaging in battle. And there is no weak person who engages in battle. You have to be boiling. 
You have to be zealous. You have to be strengthened. You know, there is no one who settles in an attitude of I don't care who goes for battle. Hallelujah. Everyone who, is, who, who, who goes on a battlefront is a person who is determined to fight. Hallelujah. No wonder Gideon was told that, you know, take these men on the, at the bank of the river and any man who does not do as instructed, let them go back. Why? Because the battle is not for the timid. The battle is not for attitudes. The battle is not for people who are zealous. The Bible tells us the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Hallelujah. So the battle is not a battle for you to just go casually. Even in the Bible, when the children of God were told to go into the promised land, they had to equip themselves. There was a way God instructed Moses for them to march towards the battle. Different tribes had to be positioned in different places. Hallelujah. There was um, a tribe that had to, be, to come first, the second one, and, and, and the Levites, and then the other, the ark, and something else. Hallelujah. There was no one to just be casual. And let me tell you, in the times where we are, we are getting so casual with God. When we are praising and worshiping him, we are getting so casual. But the Bible commands us that he looks for those, he seeks for those who can worship him in truth and in spirit. Hallelujah. May you come to a place where we will become fervent with passion. Even with your praise, be passionate. Be fervent as we praise God, as we worship him. Hallelujah. I want us to open uh, in the book of... Um, in the book of Zephaniah, Zephaniah chapter 3. Hallelujah. If you don't know where Zephaniah is, it is in the Old Testament. Some of us have never read it, but today it's our first time. It is okay, but let us open. Zephaniah chapter 3 and from verse 14 to 20. We will not read all of it, but go back and read. Hallelujah. This is what it says, verse 14. Sing, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. For the Lord will remove his hand of judgment. He will disperse the enemies, the armies of your enemies. And the Lord himself, the king of Israel, will live among you. At last your troubles will be over. And you will never again fear disaster. On that day, the announcement to Jerusalem will be, Cheer up, Zion. Don't be afraid. For the Lord your God is living among you. He's a mighty savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. Hallelujah. I've ended on 17. But you can go on and read. Because when you realize that a place of praise and worship, the time of praise and worship is a battle, is a time when the Lord is wiping away your fears. He's fighting on your behalf. Hallelujah. You will praise him like never before. You will shout loud. Hallelujah. Why? Because you have to remain fervent with passion. 
Hallelujah. In 2 Chronicles chapter 2, we are told of this gentleman. Um, let me open there. It will be good for us to read. Chapter 20, I mean. Uh, 2 Chronicle, Chronicles chapter 20 from verse 21 to 22. This is what it says. After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his, might, for his holy splendor. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. At that moment, they began to sing. Okay, let me repeat this verse because it's key. This is what I really wanted. At the very moment they began to sing and give praise, the Lord caused the armies of the Ammonites and uh, of Ammon and Moab and Mount Sinai to start fighting among themselves. Hallelujah. That is the King Jehoshaphat. And sometimes we forget that there are some battles that you cannot fight alone. You have to engage praise. Maybe you have studied the word of God. Maybe you have prayed. Maybe you have chosen to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Choose another dear. Get into praise. Get into worship. Exalt the name of the Lord. What praise and worship does, it changes your focus. You cease to focus on the situation. You cease to focus on yourself. And you focus on Christ. Hallelujah. That's why I love that song that we worshipped with this, this day. That at the center of it all. Huh? It is you that I see. What are you seeing at the center of your issues? If you are not seeing Christ, just know your fervors has gone down. Hallelujah. You are frozen in apathy. Hallelujah. May you be able to see Christ at the center of it all. See him as the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the strength of your life, the refuge, the ever-present help in the times of trouble. If you can see him, hallelujah, you will be boiling in serving him. Why? Because he is watching over you. He has your back. Hallelujah. Are you able to see Christ? Are you able to worship? Are you able to praise? If you have slackened in worshiping, some of our prayers are full of, God, I want this. God, I want this. God, I want this. God, this. Handle this. Handle the other. Just choose one time a day and say this morning I'll just exalt him I know I'm sick, I know I have no man, I know I'm in this but let me lift him up there will be a difference Hallelujah! your heart will be lighter you will be able to see light in that tunnel why? because you are focusing, your focus is on him, hallelujah when the children of Israel chose to get into battle the key they was to send the praise and worship team ahead. That's why I am very, very passionate when I'm praying for the praise and worship team. Because if we are in a battle and the people ahead of us, they are slackened or they are frozen or there is something that is a mess, we all become casualties. 
So that's why I told you, for us to be fervent with passion, choose to pray for that, uh, that ministry, praise and worship team. Pray for the leader. Pray for the instruments. Pray for those people who are going to do ABCD. Why? Because it is a team. And let me tell you, when the Israels were marching to battle, they could not just send one singer. They were sending a team. Hallelujah. As you pray for this team, pray passionately. Why? Because they are ahead. They are ahead of you. They are standing on the front line. No wonder the enemy attacks the praise and worship team members. And you have to guard your hearts. Why? The enemy will come to make you froze in apathy. Hallelujah. May God quicken you. Um, this is just for the praise and worship team. But it's also for all of us. All of us, at that time of prayer, when you choose to focus on Christ, he will be lifted. When he's lifted, the Bible says he will draw men to himself. As we worship him, as we praise him, as we exalt his name, he draws men. He draws men. There are moments in this church where as we started worshiping and praising, they will tell you that, Someone, were, I, I remember a gentleman who came and he was saying that he was just passing on the street. And the Spirit of God instructed him, go to that church. Go to that church. And the man came. And I know some of you may, ha may have heard his story. And he was about to commit suicide. You know, when we start praising and worshiping, the enemy is confused. The enemy is is brought into confusion. Hallelujah. I know after this sermon, some of us who have been frozen in apathy as far as praise and worship is concerned, you'll gain the confidence to worship. Why? Because there are some battles that will go when we choose to worship and praise him. You have heard in Zephaniah chapter 3, the Bible says that Lord will wipe away your tears will change situation. The enemies that are against you will be put to confusion. Why? When you choose to worship. And you know, when your enemies are put in confusion, your passion for him, when you, have, when you will see the victories that God has brought your way, your passion will be more than never before. Hallelujah. You will be boiling to serve him. And may God revive us. Hallelujah. May God revive us. Let me go to the fifth one. And I release us because we have to pray. Hallelujah. I said the first one, for you to be fervent with passion, you've got to have the word of God. You've got to pray. Hallelujah. Get into fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Choose to worship. Hallelujah. Amen. And, uh, 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 and the fifth one, I want us to, to look at this one. This one is something that the, the Lord warns us about. And no wonder the times where we are, it is one of the schemes and the strategy the enemy is using. And may God quicken our spirits to understand better. Hallelujah. What the, uh, the fifth one is to stay in fellowship. You know, we will worship we will praise, we will study the word, we will pray, we will stay in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. But the Bible reminds us not to forsake the fellowship of brethren. Hallelujah. Of brethren. And let me tell you something. I don't, I, 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 I'm, I'm not shocked 
that at times where we are, as we get to the end of age, the faith or the, 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 the fire of many is going down. Fellowship is no longer a key for them. For them. Hallelujah. And the enemy is seeing this is a strategy. When he can isolate you, hallelujah, when the enemy can isolate you from brethren, he has won you. He has won the battle. So may you guard the fellowship. Guard the fellowship. Stay in fellowship. Stay in fellowship. Why? There is a, there is a proverb in our, back in our country that if a log or a, a, a stick of fire, if it is alone, it can't burn for a long time. Do you know that? If you separate that log from the, from the, <laughs> from the others, it will stay burning, but it will burn out quickly. And in the book of Proverbs, I, I, when I, I got that uh, revelation about that, uh, that log, I said, is it there in the Bible? And I discovered it is there. It is there. It may not really be as uh, the proverb in my country is, but it is there. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 26 and verse 20. What does it say? Proverbs 26 and verse 20. This is what it says. Fire goes out without wood and quarrels disappear when gossip stops. Hallelujah. When there is no gossip, huh? the quarrels will disappear. Do you know that? You just choose to not to gossip. <laughs> you will see there will be some peace. Not even some peace, there will be peace. But the, 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 the thing that I want us to dwell on is the first portion of verse 20. It says, fire goes out without wood. Huh? When the log is, when a stick or that log is put away from, each, from the rest, it will burn, but burn for a short time. So you have to guard fellowship. Stay in fellowship with others. And let me tell you that people of the early church, what kept them going, what kept them fervent with passion, they gathered together. Hallelujah. They broke bread together. Hallelujah. That aspect of togetherness was key. And if you miss out on the rest Maybe you have, you, have, you have passed all of them, you know? Um, uh, uh, Revelation 3 says, I know, I know what you do. I know your works. Yeah? Maybe you have passed reading the word, yes, I have a tick. You say, ah, I have a tick, that one. Prayer, I am good. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit, I'm good. Um, praise and worship, hey, I'm good. But let me tell you, fellowship, fellowship, hallelujah. Stay in fellowship with one another. Hallelujah. I want us to first look in, um, we will not read the, the, these verses, but you will read. Go back and read. Um, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse, uh, the whole of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It is factoring, it is dwelling on fellowship. Hallelujah. It is dwelling on fellowship. And may God help us to stay in fellowship. One of the things that the enemy does is to make you have I don't care attitude. You say I don't care what is going on. What, what is at church today? Ah, pastor is not there. Ah, 
I don't even have the guts to come. I don't, I don't know. Why should I come anyway? There's no need. I will, I will stay, you know. And the enemy will isolate you. Will isolate you. The Bible tells us iron sharpens iron. You know, as we come together, there is a sharpening. The sharpening, the sharpening, the sharpening. And as you are sharpened, you will be sharp. Hallelujah. As you are left with the other logs, maybe the prayer life has gone down. If you gather, there is a way God just revives you. Hallelujah. You are revived. You are ignited once more to pray. But when you isolate yourself, you will settle. And that is the strategy of the enemy. Do you know when you, we, we, are, we are privileged as Kenya? You know, I'm from Uganda, but now I'm a Kenyan. We are privileged as in Kenya, we see the greatest movement or migration of the animals. Hallelujah. And you will see that that aspect, a friend of mine was sharing with me, and it quickened my understanding to understand that these animals stay in fellowship. Do you know that? They stay in fellowship. When they are crossing the Mara, the river, they will not, if you, if that animal goes alone, it will become a target to the crocodiles. But they will cross, they will cross in a team. They will cross that valley in a team. They will cross the river in a team. And something that I was quickened to understand is the, the, the hippo, hippopotamus. As big as they are, they, they become like um, a wall against these animals as they cross at a certain spot that hippopotamus are, are positioned. They are positioned, not one, but a team. A team are positioned to allow these animals cross safely to the other side. May God give us an understanding. If the animals have that teamwork, if the animals can fellowship one with another to preserve to protect them from prayer. May God quicken us that we shall stay in fellowship. Hallelujah. If, if I am, a, God has given me the grace to become an hippopotamus towards you, that you are about to fall prey to the enemy, and I come in to protect you, don't be offended. Don't look at, don't slacken. Hallelujah. And fro get frozen in apathy and say, why? 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 Why is it me that that you are choosing. You know, the hippopotamus guard. They guard hippopotamus the other side and this side. Where they guard the, that the crocodiles will not touch these zebras and the wild beast. If you can just go back and watch that, that clip, you will understand why we have to stay in fellowship. Because we have to move to the other side. We have to cross. We have to remain passionate. We have to serve with zeal. We have to go to the very end. Hallelujah. As I get to the end of today, I'll continue next week. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want us to just note in the book of Hebrews about fellowship. You will not, and I want you to open for me in the, um, to, to get for me these verses in the Passion and the Message and the L and the New Translation. You will understand why fellowship is very, very key for you to stay fervent with passion. You've got to stay in fellowship. 
Hallelujah. The times where we are, they are very hard. They are, we are limited by numbers. But if you have an opportunity, don't give excuses. Come to fellowship. Hallelujah. Stay in fellowship with other brethren. Why? Because the fire needs to keep burning. Hallelujah. You need to keep burning. Hallelujah. Let's read um, I, I asked you to open for me Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12 to 14. Please. Um, this is what it says. Since the media team are taking some time, let me read. Be careful then, dear brothers and sisters. Make sure your own hearts are not evil or unbelieving. Turning away from the living God. You must warn each other every day while it is still day, so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. For if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed, we shall share in all that belongs to Christ. Hallelujah. That is in the new translation. I want us to get into the message. You'll see what it says. And it's very interesting when you read different versions, you'll understand that the instruction becomes more clear. The word of God becomes more clear. This is what it says in the Message Bible. That, um, so watch your step, friends. Make sure no evil unbelieving lying around you. Uh, let me read it again. Make sure there is no evil unbelieving lying around you that you will creep you up and throw you off course, diverting you from the living God. For as long as it is still God is, God is today, keep each other on your toes. So sin does not slow down your reflex. If we, if we can only keep our grip on the sure thing we have started out with, we are in this with Christ for a long haul. Hallelujah. Steady fastness. Amen. You have to, if you are going to be steady fast, you have to stay in fellowship. You know, for you to keep that fire burning, you have to, as, as much as you're fellowshipping with God, you have to mind about the, this is the, the horizontal, isn't it? The horizontal axis. You know, for mathematicians, the horizontal axis and the vertical axis. If you are to keep fervent with passion, mind about the vertical and the horizontal. Hallelujah. Mind about it. The Bible here tells us in message that you keep each other on toes. You know, I cannot keep each other, I cannot keep you on toes unless I'm fellowshipping with you. That's why you should not isolate yourself. For you to be fervent, do not isolate yourself. Allow me to stop here because I don't want to push you beyond here. <laughs> Hallelujah. You might be circulated. You know, you reach the, the, <laughs> the break point and you cannot receive anymore. May God help us that we shall say fervent with passion. Remember, in, in our key scripture, in um, Re um, Revelations 3, verse 15, that we should, re we should be fervent. Okay, yeah, thank you so much. Know that I know all that you do, and that is our Lord. 
is saying that he knows you. He knows me. He knows you. And I know who you are. He does not just know us, what we do, but he knows us. Hallelujah. He's acquainted with every detail of our lives. Hallelujah. And he does not want us to be frozen in apathy, but fervent with passion. The message is brought to you from Impact Church, located along Parker Road at Polvi House, third floor, Westlands, Nairobi. Our vision is to be a church for those tired of business as usual. You can contact us on plus 254-710-640-240. For further details, visit our social media pages, Impact Church KE1. The kingdom of God is not a matter of words, but power.